0: There are now 181 shopping days until the winter solstice, so there's plenty of time to come up with a plan. Today is the 174th day of the year 2021, otherwise known as June 23rd, 2021. There is a small possibility that time is speeding up. Either way, I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this and every other installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a show that seeks to inform you about what's happened and what's coming up, no matter what day of the year. On today's program, Charlottesville City Council gets an update on city finances and economic recovery. Albemarle's Places 29 hydraulic panel gets an update on crime and climate. And a new round of transportation projects will move forward across the region. Today's Patreon field shoutout is for the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign, an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the Northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Native's Facebook page and tell them Lonnie Murray sent you. We begin today with Charlottesville City Council. As of today, there are only eight days left until the beginning of fiscal year 22. On Monday, June 21st, the five elected officials of the City Council got a glimpse of where things stand through the first 11 months of fiscal year 21. A shortfall related to the economic shutdown that began in fiscal year 20 is not as bad as initially reported. Ryan Davidson is a senior budget management analyst for the city.
1: Based upon the current conditions and what we're seeing in terms of revenues, things are continuing to trend in a positive direction.
0: In April, budget staff estimated there would be an $8.35 million gap, but revenues picked up, and the current forecast is for a $7.42 million deficit for fiscal year 21.
1: We're continuing to see some volatility, month to month and of some more of allergic economic-driven revenues, sales, meals, lodging, but we've been seeing more of a sustained positive trend in these areas.
0: Sometime after July 1st, the accounts for fiscal year 21 will be audited, and that will take several months. The city will likely use a mixture of sources to make up the shortfall, including the American Recovery Plan Act, or ARPA, other options include the $7.3 million reserve set aside in previous federal funds and use of surpluses from previous years that have not yet been appropriated.
1: Should we need to use the ARPA funds to cover any remaining budget variance that's not covered by the other means mentioned here, we know those figures after the close of the fiscal year and have the final, you know, we will have those final audited amounts in November-December time frame.
0: Let's take a closer look at where those shortfalls are coming from. The adopted budget for fiscal year 21 estimated the city would bring in $14.3 million in meals taxes, $6.3 million from lodging taxes, and $1.34 million in income from parks and recreation. The current projections show the potential actual amounts as missing those targets by $3.5 million for meals, $2.6 million under for lodging, and $910,824 short for Parks and Recreation. To get those numbers up for the soon to be current fiscal year of 22, the Economic Development Office is implementing a recovery roadmap and Economic Development Director Chris Engel provided an update on how it's going.
2: This process emanated out of a discussion the council had at the beginning of the budget uh, season late last year, November, December, where you indicated that uh, helping businesses recover was one of your priorities.
0: Engel said there are 15 specific initiatives in the roadmap, clustered in four categories. These are financial assistance, training and resource access, infrastructure needs, and marketing and advertising. As of July 1st, Virginia law pertaining to carrying alcohol outside of a licensed establishment will become more flexible to allow people to explore designated outdoor refreshment areas, or DORAs, Jason Ness is the deputy director of the Economic Development Office.
2: The, the designated outdoor refreshment area concept has been on the books with ABC for quite some time. And, and really the fundamental change that takes effect on July 1st is it is now uh, the localities of the city in this case have more control over these type of events. In the past, it was a permitted system, uh, both at the state and the locality. Uh, the new legislation now will allow for cities to create ordinances to control these
0: in the link, there's a newsletter to HB 2266 from the last General Assembly session, if you want to see what the legislation looks like and what it does. Ness said there would be restrictions.
2: You couldn't take a cup from one ABC license holder to another, so you could not go from restaurant to restaurant. Uh, but you could go into retailers uh, if they would
0: allow that. Ness said the city is in talks with the Ix Park for a community block party this fall. One idea would be to get the local Dora ordinance in place to allow that to be extended to the downtown mall. Charlottesville Mayor Nakia Walker expressed concern that inviting alcohol consumption across a wider geographic area could lead to behavioral issues as well as unequal treatment.
1: We've had a lot of concerns about drinking in public, drunk in public, like those type of conversations, and. I am hoping that we resolve those, that we are not allowing some people just because they purchased it in a, you know, restaurant. When we know that other people are already drinking and that, um, you know, there's treatment based on that.
0: Counselor Michael Payne said he was open to the idea, but shared Walker's concerns. Couldn't say that I'm like 100% behind it at this point. There was enough support from council to give the go-ahead to work on pursuing an ordinance. Ness said he heard the concerns of Payne and Walker.
2: Those are the, the important questions that we need to consider and flesh out all the answers on how things like that are going to be handled before we actually put that into place.
0: Vice Mayor Cena McGill said if the city seeks to explore Adora, then it needs to be about more than just one place.
1: If we're developing something like this, I don't want it to be mall-focused. I want to make sure that if we're, if we're developing it, that it can be developed for all areas of Charlottesville.
0: Under the legislation, localities could set up three DORAs to explore. Other ideas in the recovery roadmap include a twice-yearly cleanup day to address maintenance concerns identified by businesses, as well as a by local effort. Engel said his office is making a request for $1 million in the American Rescue Plan funding, to help boost the tourism sector. About three quarters of that money would be used to replace revenue losses that have led to a decrease in available funds for the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau.
2: Visitors Bureau's revenue due to the transient occupancy tax in the city and county has been reduced by about $1.5 million. And since the city and county both fund that entity, the request that we're both making uh, through the ARP process is for half of that.
0: Walker asked whether this use of the ARP funding was the highest priority.
1: But if we do give that, um, those dollars, the 750,000, what are they used for? And how did we weigh the direct aid to businesses against giving the um, money to CACBB for their loss?
0: Engel said the budget for the Visitors Bureau is based on previous years, so they won't feel the effects until the new fiscal year begins.
2: The funds are intended to replace the drop for next year and the year after.
0: Councilor Payne also questioned whether the city should use its share of the ARP funding to make up those losses. He suggested the General Assembly could vote later on this year to appropriate state money for the purpose of tourism marketing
1: if that money doesn't come or doesn't cover the gap, you know, I'm very curious to know what data and research exists about uh, what is the actual return on investment to the tourism board and what return on investment do we actually expect and anticipate, recognizing that the ARP money is limited and it's all about trade-offs and ensuring that we're making an investment that's having the most positive impact on our community.
0: Engel said if the General Assembly did allocate funding to tourism, it would most likely be in the form of grant funding and not a direct replacement of lost funds. He said he would return to council with information along the lines that Payne requested. I'll have more from the rest of this week's city council meeting in a future newsletter. The Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau next meets on June 28th. The Commonwealth Transportation Board meets this week, and today they are expected to vote on the six-year improvement program for fiscal year 22 through 27, and that includes transportation projects in our area that come through the Virginia Department of Transportation's SmartScale process. In all, 21 projects submitted in the VDOT's Culpeper District have been recommended for funding, including a pedestrian bridge across U.S. 29, that would connect Stonefield with the Seminole Square Shopping Center. That project included funding left over from the Route 29 Solutions suite of projects, and the CTB will vote to allocate an additional $5.7 million to allow the project to move forward to the design phase. Other projects to be funded and approved today through SmartScale include $5.3 million for a roundabout at Old Lynchburg Road and 5th Street Extended, $8.74 8.74 million to add safety improvements on Ridge Street and 10.1 million for a roundabout at the John Warner Parkway and Rio Road East. Smart scale applications from across the commonwealth are ranked according to a series of metrics including addressing safety, relieving traffic congestion, and providing economic development. The initial scores were released in January as I reported back then. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. And thank you for doing so. Time now for another subscriber-supported public service announcement. The Rivanna Conservation Alliance is looking for a few good volunteers to help out on Clean Stream Tuesdays, a mile and a half paddle and cleanup to remove trash and debris from popular stretches of the Rivanna River. Trash bags, trash pickers, gloves, and hand sanitizer and wipes will be provided though volunteers will need to transport themselves to and from the endpoints. Kayaks for the purpose can be rented from the Rivanna River Company. Visit the Rivanna Conservation's Alliance volunteer page to learn more about upcoming dates. You can find a link at rivannariver.org. Finally today, the PLACES 29 Hydraulic Community Advisory Committee met on June 21st a wide-ranging meeting that began with an update on crime statistics from a new county employee. Uh, My name is Andrew Friedman. I'm the new crime analyst here with the Albemarle County Police Department. I am new to the county as well and I actually live within the area that we're going over today. Friedman's report was intended to cover the area within the jurisdiction of the CAC, but he gave some overall trends for the county. And we see that property crime has been trending upwards since 2018, whereas, or in the county at least, and Violent crime has been trending downwards, and this matches the trend that we do see nationally. As Supervisor Diantha McKeel pointed out, the area that was covered specifically by Friedman for the Places 29 hydraulic area was actually slightly larger. But within the jurisdiction, there have been 134 property crimes in that area through June 14th. We're talking about stuff like burglaries. We're talking about stuff like motor vehicle thefts and largely led by larcenies. Of those property crimes, 21 were thefts of catalytic converters. Catalytic converter thefts are trending upwards. They've been increased drastically in recent years throughout the nation. And that's because of the material that they're made out of goes for a lot on, on the black market. They will be pawned for a lot of money. Friedman said police departments across the region are working together against this specific kind of larceny. Of the 14 violent crimes reported this year in the area, Four were rapes, and in all four of those cases, the victims knew the offender. The ten other crimes were aggravated assaults, and four of those were classified as domestic violence. Through June 14th, there have been 40 calls for service in that area for shots fired. Friedman said most of these calls are unsubstantiated, meaning that no shell casings are found or any other evidence. In one of the substantiated cases, one individual was struck by a bullet. Friedman said patrols have been stepped up in these areas. The next topic at the Places 29 CAC meeting dealt with two topics on the minds of many, though not necessarily at the same time. Climate change and growth management. Cynthia Neff is the chair of the CAC.
1: Every now and then we need to refresh ourselves with what the growth management policy is. The growth area is different than the rural area. The growth area is where the development is and and the necessary housing is.
0: There's an entire chapter, Chapter 3, of the county's comprehensive plan that's donated to growth management, a policy that dates back to a comprehensive plan update from the late 70s. Last October, the Albemarle Board of Supervisors adopted the first phase of a climate action plan. Michaela Accardi is a planner with Albemarle County.
1: The first objective in the county's comprehensive plan is to consistently use the growth management policy as the basis on which to guide decisions on land use, capital expenditures, and service provision.
0: Around 95% of the county's 726 square miles are designated as rural, and the rest is for development. Chapter 7 of the plan offers strategies for conserving land in the rural area, and Chapter 8 offers strategies for maximizing the use of land in the growth area. Objective four of that latter chapter is to use development area land efficiently to prevent premature expansion of the development areas. In her presentation, Acardi also brought up some statistics including in Housing Aramaro, an update of the county's housing policy that had a public hearing before the Board of Supervisors earlier this month but has not yet been adopted.
1: So the median rent for um, rental units in 2019 was $1,278 a month. And the income that a household will need to afford that rent is $50,640 a year. Approximately 31% of households in Amaral County have incomes less than $50,000.
0: The Place's 29 Hydraulic CAC next heard from Gabe Daly, the county's new climate protection manager. In that role, he is the point person for Albemarle's efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions.
1: Emissions from from vehicles uh, traveling around uh, burning gasoline is um, our highest kind of slice of the pie in terms of um, greenhouse gas emissions in the community.
0: If it's expensive for people who work in Albemarle or Charlottesville to live here, meeting the goal of reducing carbon emissions by 45% by 2030 will be harder to accomplish.
1: When housing uh, is sometimes less affordable in a community um, that uh, but folks are working in that community, uh, they may end up having to live in further outlying areas. Um, And so that's something that can uh, increase traffic, of course, um, which, you know, um, has a variety of effects. One of those is is larger um, greenhouse gas emissions.
0: The Climate Action Plan has several chapters of its own with strategies that seek to address specific areas of where emissions come from. One of these is on transportation and land use, which has the overarching goal of reducing vehicle miles traveled, shifting vehicles to those with lower or no emissions, reducing use of single occupancy vehicles, and increasing transit, walking, and biking alternatives. Greater
1: density can support fewer transportation emissions um, and, and better energy efficiency. Um, but that really requires a holistic approach to land use density, as well as mixed use, um, where there's maybe some businesses on the first floor serving local communities, complete streets is, is a term that folks might have come across that has to do with the idea of a street that it works for uh, not just as functional for pedestrians and cyclists um, and cars and buses, but is also uh, pleasant and attractive for everyone to make use of. CAC
0: member Vito Chetta said he is a supporter of the growth management policy.
2: Um, we, we have 1,200 to 1,500 people that move here a year, and the comprehensive plan is really taking control of how we develop our county.
0: However, Tom Olivier of the group Advocates for a Sustainable Albemarle Population said the county should limit the number of people who move here. Olivier lives outside of the Places 29 area, but made his comment at the end of the conversation.
2: You know, the primary drivers of greenhouse gas emissions are growth in both people numbers and gross domestic product. And whether we add people to the development areas or to the rural areas, we add greenhouse gases, and we also do that when we sort of expand
0: economic activity. And this is a very difficult issue. And basically, I just wanted to say, Um, really I think there's very little chance of Albemarle County becoming carbon neutral if it doesn't contain growth. And I think that's something the comp plan will have to address as we go forward. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors last updated the comprehensive plan in the summer of 2015, and a review and update is expected to begin in the not too distant future. And that's it for another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for June 23rd, 2021. As always, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you have only just read this, well, I've said this before, you're not hearing this. Uh, if you are somebody who does hear this, please make sure you can pass on this podcast to others. Uh, try to rank it or rate it in wherever you get your podcast. Um, about maybe a tenth of you are listening uh, as opposed to the 90% or so who are reading it. But, uh, you know, the podcast is really um, why I produce this and I really do appreciate that you guys listen to it. Uh, and thank you very much. I'm um, going to leave it there for today. I think you know about the one commercial sponsor that I have and how that works. Uh, so I'll take some time off for that today. But did I? I think I might have just said it anyway, that Ting will match any Substack subscription. We'll go into that again now. Be back tomorrow for another installment of the program. In the meantime, uh, stay safe out there. And, uh, you know, think about how you get around and how you might possibly change that. I'm always looking for stories about people who are seeking alternatives to driving because it's something that I'm really interested in personally. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host. I'll be back in the near future. Stay safe.